Welcome to Zero Down from the Economics Department of Miranda House. In today's episode, we will be talking about the decoy effect and its relation to neuroeconomics. So let's begin by understanding what the decoy effect is. National Geographic conducted a very interesting economic experiment to study consumer behavior wherein they took two groups of people. So the first group was given two choices to purchase popcorn. a small bucket for $3 and a large one for $7 most consumers here obviously chose the small bucket based on their personal needs and preferences the second group however was given an additional choice along with the original two which was a medium bucket for $6.5 now surprisingly most consumers here chose the large bucket they thought that it had more value for money than the medium bucket with just an extra price of $0.5 the consumers were made to think irrationally and they were made to buy more popcorn with just the help of some clever presentation now this really makes me question what is the economics behind changing their decision when they are presented with a third option which is undesirable which isn't even a part of the race behind all this lies the decoy effect now you must be wondering what this decoy effect is it is a phenomena due to which consumers change their preference between two options when they are presented with a third option now this third option which is inferior acts as a decoy and is asymmetrically dominated between the two original options just like we saw in the case of popcorn buckets originally people preferred the small bucket but as soon as the medium bucket aka the decoy was introduced the small bucket started to look like an inferior option now before moving any further let's just get a little familiar with the terminology of the decoy effect so we're looking at three terms the target the competitor and third as you may have guessed is the decoy so the target is the choice that companies want you to make as it is more expensive and benefits them the competitor as the name suggests is the option that is competing with the target lastly the decoy is the option that is added to nudge the consumers towards the target yes and how do we fit our popcorn example in this definition well even though no one preferred the medium bucket it just helped skewing the preference toward the large bucket and away from the small bucket So the bottom line is that the introduction of the medium bucket which was the decoy just helped in veering the customers towards the dominating option which was our target or the large bucket while making the competitor which is the small bucket the underdog or the less preferred or inferior option So the decoy effect also goes by the names the asymmetric dominance effect or the attraction effect but can this decoy be planted anyhow The answer is no. The decoy has to be asymmetrically dominated between the target and the competitor with respect to at least two properties. Coming back to the popcorn experiment, here the two properties that we had were one, quantity of popcorn and two, the price. You see, the medium bucket was asymmetrically dominated because the large bucket dominated it in all aspects it was bigger in size thus had more popcorn 
and it costed less per unit, while the smaller bucket dominated the decoy in only one aspect, it costed less, and the drawback being less popcorn for the movie. The long and short of this story is that all those who thought they were making the more rational switch by choosing the large and hence the more expensive bucket over the bucket they originally preferred were actually being irrational and simply falling prey to the decoy effect. So, sellers one, buyers zero. Oh, your numbers reminded me that the decoy effect can also be numerically estimated by comparing the frequency of choice of the target in the absence of the decoy with that in its presence. And it can also be measured in terms of how much more a consumer is willing to pay to choose the target rather than the competitor in the presence of the decoy. Also, there are several conditions which are necessary for its occurrence. For instance, the consumer should be close to indifference between the target and the competitor. Both dimensions of the products, which in our example were the price and quantity of the popcorn, should be as important as each other. Also, the decoy should not be too undesirable. The dominance relation should be easy to identify. So yeah, the people in business should take care of these points before they think of using the decoy effect as their marketing strategy. But wait, are the people in business the only ones that use the decoy effect? The answer to that is no. From buying things as small as the popcorn bucket to bigger purchases like buying airline tickets. Decoys are literally everywhere. So when a decoy option is present, people tend to make decisions not based on which option best suits their preferences, but more on which feels like the more advantageous choice at that moment. So decoy effect isn't just a pricing strategy. Its applications go far beyond that. You know, With a decoy, you could even increase your chances of winning elections. Now, that sounds unrealistic, doesn't it? It totally does. But as surreal as it may sound, according to a study conducted by Professor William Hitchcock, the statement we just made is absolutely correct. The study showed that when there are two frontrunners in a political race, a third candidate can influence the undecided voters towards the target candidate. So to understand this better, let us consider a scenario in which presidential elections are being held. So we have two leading candidates, candidate A and candidate B. And both of these candidates have an equal chance of winning. So by looking at their profiles, we see that candidate A is strong on national security and is a fresh face, which here is an advantage and candidate B is also strong on national security, but he's old and has been involved in politics for long. Now, candidate C joins the race, the decoy. Undecided voters see him as less experienced in the field of national security, and also he's old. So under these circumstances, candidate A beats candidate C in both parameters, age and national security, while uh, candidate B beats candidate C only in one parameter, which is national security. So as we can see here, A is the target and B is the competitor. 
and the decoy effect has actually increased the attractiveness of candidate A. But the decoy effect can work the other way around as well. This entire scenario would change if candidate B changes the two parameters of candidate C to his advantage. Thus, the decoy candidate can potentially stand to the advantage of either sides depending upon what the target choice is. Um, fun fact, some psychologists and economists have argued that the decoy effect played a major role in the 2000 US presidential elections. There, the independent candidate Ralph Nader acted as a decoy. And uh, rather than taking the votes away, Ralph's presence may actually have increased the number of votes that were cast for the target candidate, who was George W. Bush. But what goes on in people's minds when they're presented with a decoy option? Like, what is the science behind all this? Let's find out. See, going too deep into the neural science of the decoy effect will be a really big task for non-mens like us. But I gotta admit, the basics of it are just too interesting to miss out. You see, the decision field theory or DFT is a cognitive model that describes how people actually make decisions rather than a rational or normative approach describing what people ought to do or what they should do. And according to it, comparing the decoy with the two original options produces a negative preference state for the dominated decoy, which occurs due to the impact by the closely positioned dominant option, making the target option appear more attractive. And it does not strengthen the competitor because it is just too dissimilar to the decoy. So the effect can occur when there is a salient similarity between the target and the decoy. Also salience processing, it plays a key role in this. It means how our brain sees or recognizes that certain things or stimuli around us are more prominent than the others. In the decoy effect, the target option is seen as more prominent. And if we go into the details of the brain, the anterior insula, which is considered an important brain region in salience network, is sensitive to such salient stimuli. Also, the amygdala which drives the fight-or-flight response in us. It plays an important role in salience processing too. So yeah, these two parts of our brain are essential for us to fall for the decoy effect. Decoys are actually a common tool used by businesses and corporations and they use it to nudge people into buying more than they really need and hence empty their pockets. So why is this strategy important in economics? Even before this concept of decoy effect was coined by Joel Huber, John Payne and Chris Puto, there existed models that explained how people made decisions and somehow all of them had a common underlying assumption. Now this assumption revolved around the regularity principle. Now what the regularity hypothesis states is that the addition of a new alternative to a set of similar options will in no way increase the probability of us choosing the older option. So with this in mind, most economists truly believed that something like the decoy effect was impossible. And along with challenging this regularity hypothesis, 
the decoy effect also challenged something called the similarity hypothesis. Proposed by Amos Tversky, the similarity hypothesis states that uh, when a new product enters the market, it destroys or cannibalizes the market share of similar materials. Yes, and if we put it more simply, then the consumers will be split between the new product and the older ones that have a lot in common with it. In the decoy effect, however, this is not what happens. Instead, the decoys can boost the popularity of the target choice. Yeah, and in that sense, the decoy effect has been pertinent to challenging the regularity and similarity hypothesis. Right. Uh, so, this one question that I'm sure comes to people's mind that is messing with people's power of judgment like that even ethical? Well, the answer to that would be yes. Use of the decoy effect is absolutely ethical. See, the reason for this is that you're not taking away anybody's free will in the process. You are merely influencing their perspective, right? You are not forcing anyone to do anything. They can still choose to go for the original two options. So yeah, it is ethical. And I think it is safe to say that it is one of those things that feel illegal but just aren't. Um, yeah, it sure is ethical, but what can people do to avoid falling prey to the decoy effect? See, the thing is that people do not realize that they are being manipulated. Instead, they feel like they are making the more logical choice. Amusing, right? So... The trick is to figure out your preferences ahead of time. Now, as easy as this may sound, a lot of people experience choice overload when they are presented with choices they didn't already know about. So, before buying something, browse through your options and take some time to figure out what are the qualities that you are looking for in your product. For example, if price of popcorn matters more than the quantity to you, then prioritize it. In this manner, you will end up buying the small bucket even in the presence of a decoy. Another thing that you can do is buy what you actually need. Sometimes even buying the target option, which is expensive, will not satisfy your needs any better than a competitor would. For example, if you drink only 500 ml of water or even less when you're in college, then there's no need to buy a one-liter bottle, even if the shopkeeper says that it's a better choice. Um, so yeah, these were a few tactics that you can employ to avoid falling into the trap of asymmetric dominance. That was really helpful. And I think we can say that the deco effect is more active around us than we know. Our decisions are not independent and are highly influenced by the choices that we do not make. Oh, that reminds me of that really interesting Tinder example you gave the other day. Oh yeah. I mean, isn't it crazy that even our right and left swipes on these dating apps are influenced by the decoy effect? So Danny Riley, who is an author and a professor of psychology and behavioral economics at Duke University, did an economic experiment wherein he showed that we are more interested in people if they are presented alongside a similar but lesser attractive person. When given a list of people to choose from, our choice of a potential partner is influenced by the people we see previously in that list. Apart from all that, the decoy effect is also used to make some really good decisions, like uh, using less energy 
or eating healthy, being organ donors, among others. In marketing, it helps to make people choose what we want them to choose. And there, the goal is to not have anyone choose the decoy because it is there to show that the target option is of great value. So the next time when you think that you're making a smart choice, be vigilant enough to figure out if you actually end up making a not so smart choice. And you can now know whether you have been sensible in buying that large coffee or have you just fallen for some clever marketing tactics.